Hello and welcome to True Crime Diary, in which we look at the annals of true crime to find events that happened on this week in history. I'm your host, Mark Decano, and with me are my friends, Jed Lester All right. and Rue Turner. Hello. The date we're looking at this week is August the 4th, 1892. On this date, Abby and Andrew Borden found themselves fallen upon by a person or persons unknown wielding an axe, and they both suffered death at the hands of their assailant. Um, shall I just Not start with a question? Suffer death. <laughs> suffer death. What kind of... <laughs> Am I from 1892 as well? Their parents <laughs> befell an axe on their face. <laughs> um, That's the longest, I, stupidest I sentence anyone's ever said. Start with a question then. Please do. Why are we talking about this this week? Well, there's a few reasons. First of all, um, this is a particularly well-to-do house in Fall River, Massachusetts. Um, quite a wealthy family, the Borden family. You may know the name of one resident, one of the daughters of the victims, uh, whose name was Lizzie Borden. Right, yes. You may know her best from uh, a rhyme, uh, a nursery rhyme, if you will, that has been going around for many decades. And I can recite probably some Please of it. Please do. Um, and so do you mind uh, dancing? As well? <laughs> Uh, so it goes two, so three, four. Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother forty wax. And when she saw what she had done, she gave her father forty-one. Right. I must admit, I don't remember that. No. Uh, nursery rhyme, but it's quite. Um, it was certainly missing from my playground, I think. Also, uh, why was a nursery rhyme made out of a mass murder? I mean, I'm aware the plague, we, we, I was say, yeah, your, your classic, plague. your classic plague ditties. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you're talking about ringing around the roses, that's got nothing to do with the plague. Oh. Just everyone says it does. Oh. But, oh. <laughs> but uh, Goosey Goosey Gander was about the Civil War, so there's that. Yeah, I love it. Up, upstairs and downstairs, and in my lady's chamber, searching for cavaliers. Um, Humpty. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, regardless, the how did that turn into a nursery rhyme? But anyway, yes. well, it was a huge story. And yes, once I'm there's sure a story, was, yeah. then people are they, Would they? Do you reckon they're upper class or um, that? They bunch? weren't the wealthiest in town. They would be the wealthiest would be living up the street on the hill, but they were well off. When Andrew died, his estate was worth uh, three hundred thousand dollars American. Which, by today's standard, would be about a half of eight and a half million. Oh, right. So that's yes. Okay. Anyway, my point was going to be, scandal with wealth always does well, doesn't it? Exactly right. Exactly right. The nursery rhyme, I guess, has uh, revealed to us who is suspected <laughs> of this crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Case I closed. I if it was made before the. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back with a new episode. Uh, yes, of course. Yeah. I mean, it was a bit of a. The new nursery rhyme is a little bit of a giveaway, except for the fact that um, Lizzie Borden was acquitted of the crime. Right. So apparently well, it wasn't her. So the nursery rhyme apparently needs to be rewritten and told to children <laughs> uh, the real story very, very quickly. The So hang on. So she was accused and, well, suggesting she went to court and was acquitted, but... How was she accused in the first place? Why was she accused in the first place? Because she uh, made many different statements, all of which conflicted with one another. Right. So she never seemed to know which room she was in or what, who had spoken or what they had said at any time. 
Um, and she had brothers and sisters. She had brothers and sisters. And how old was she? 32. She was 32. Her. So this is the family home. Is it? Was it the family home? Family home, yes. Yeah, so Fall River, Massachusetts is their home. You've got family of Father Andrew. Hello. Abby, who is the stepmother. Hello. And then the children, there's Emma. Hello. Alice <laughs> and Lizzie. Mm-hmm. And they also had a, a live-in maid who they called Maggie. Huh? And were the children all adults? Yes, they were, yeah. Does that sound a bit strange that they weren't kind of, you know, without casting aspersions? The notion of, you know, the notion of marrying early or young or younger than 29 and moving out. But obviously that hadn't happened, presumably, but... They were all, sorry, how old were her sisters? Younger. She had a, one of the sisters was older and right. one was younger. And they all lived at home, like as if they were seven, eight and nine. Yeah. Right. The bit that stands out for me is, is the actual murder itself. I, it's not an easy thing to kill someone with an axe. Yes. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. It'll bounce off a skull. Yes. If you, it, you, know, you, you have, have to hack quite away. some wallop yeah, to get yeah. through a skull. Yeah, that's a point. So you've got to open up that. the chest or cut open the throat. It's oh you know, that's God! multiple strikes. You uh, and you've got two people. <laughs> you've given us some you thought. speak as two people. <laughs> you so speak you know, with knowledge. The moment you yeah. hit the first one with the axe, yes. the second one. I'll just wait here for yeah, I'll, when I'll, you're finished. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pretend I'm asleep. They well, know. they they might they might have been asleep, I suppose. But um, yeah, I know what you mean. It's not exactly no. a right. Done that one. On to the next. So unless they were drunk or poisoned beforehand and yes. then chopped up, I mean, you could kill one person with an axe if you were pretty strong. Um, and also, we haven't have we have we covered the uh, the reasons why she might have done it? No. Well, so it, I mean, apart from the fact that they were wealthy, it's a natural father and a stepmother. Natural father and a stepmother, yes. But they were, I mean, as a, they were a married couple. If there was no, yeah. no. Um, if there was no will, then the wife would have got everything. Yes, that true. is true. Yeah, yeah. And then presumably, if the wife died, as she did, then the, it would go to the children. But would it go so to the eldest? So that's probably the child? reason, isn't it? The she perhaps knew or assumed that the three sisters might get nothing upon stepmother's death. Do you think that's the? Yeah, I mean, it's reasonable to speculate, isn't it? Do we know of any step-siblings? Um, no, no, there weren't any step-siblings, no. There was an uncle, that was her natural mother's brother, who was staying with them at the time. A natural mother's brother. Oh, okay. So, but uh, he, didn't, he didn't come up in investigation? Not under any suspicion. In fact, in fairness, the only one who was ever under suspicion was Lizzie. Uh, well, let's talk about what happened. So, basically, on, the, on August the 4th, basically what happened was that Andrew, the father, and um, Morse, who was the uncle, uh, were chatting together. Um, and then he went out in, in the morning of that day, apparently to buy oxen. <laughs> Something yep. he did then, I guess. <laughs> um, and he came back about midday. And Andrew, he went out for a walk around in the morning. Then Abby, the stepmother, uh, went to make the bed. This is about the same time again. Went upstairs to make the bed, even though that wouldn't have been one of her. That would have been one of the girls. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And it is believed it is about this time in the bedroom that she was killed. Apparently, she would have been facing her killer when she was killed. According Apparently. To the, according to the forensics. Oh, uh, okay. Um, slash such that they were. Such, such yeah. that they were. So she had one head. hit, one head, <laughs> or that head. She was struck on the side of the head. Oh, that's the point. You could you could knock them out and then hack away, yeah. couldn't you? So she would have been well, upstairs. Were, yeah, one was She would have been hit at least once to the head, at yeah. which point she would most likely have turned and faced the killer. Yes. And then she received 17 more blows. One, two, three, four, five. Right, okay. 16, 17. Ah, ah, ah. Another error. On the head. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I thought it was 40. Wrong number of strikes, wrong person. Who'd Adding have, up Who to... would have thought? So she died. 18 strikes with a hatchet about the head. All of them at the head. Oh, dear. Uh, hatchet? She died. Her mum. Her mum. Her stepmum. Oh, sorry. Her stepmum. Mixing up mums. So then Andrew returned from his walk. He would have got back about 10, 10, 30. Right. So it wasn't together at all. Your initial, quite rightly, hang on, how did this yeah. happen? So he got back from his... He got back from his walk. walk. Uh, she's dead upstairs. <laughs> He, his key wasn't opening the door, so he knocked, and the maid went to open the door. This is Maggie. Maggie the maid. Maggie maid. Wake up, Maggie. <laughs> I've got something to say to you. <laughs> What's her real name? Bridget Sullivan. It's not, it's nothing like Maggie. Oh, it was a, it was a nickname. They call, so they, they, so they, short yeah. for Bridget. Short for Bridget. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, yeah. So Bridget Sullivan, the maid, Maggie the maid, Yep. she uh, went to answer the door. She swore. Now, she claims that she heard Lizzie laughing around at this point, even though she couldn't see it, but she said she heard it coming from, from upstairs. <laughs> mm, okay, um, fine. Standing on the doorstep. She yeah. was still standing on the All right. I mean, bearing in mind at this point, Abby Who would have been to? dead. Or we yeah. assume that she was dead. Yeah. So if there was any laughter, and we're not saying that there was necessarily. You just uh, It wouldn't have been. Her. Well, I said, that there, <laughs> I said that someone said that there was. And Lizzie said that she wasn't upstairs. Anyway, getting Andrew in through the door, um, Lizzie then said that she helped him to the sofa and helped to take off his boots and put him on his slippers, and then he lay down for a, for a nap. Then she said that uh, to Maggie that there was a sale on in town and said that she could go, but then but Maggie apparently uh, didn't go. She went to have a nap too. It's nap time for everybody. Bear in mind, this is 10.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it's interesting that Lizzie said that she took Andrew's boots off because in the crime scene photos, he's clearly wearing his boots. Right, mm. okay, fine. So, about another half an hour has gone by. Sullivan, the Maggie, the maid, says that she heard Lizzie call out saying something to the effect of, Father's dead, Maggie, come quickly. Maggie's dead, oh God, he's dead! So, and Andrew was downstairs. Now, he had been hit with um, an axe and he'd been stuck 10 or 11 times. It was quite ah, horrible ah, because ah. he was still bleeding at this point. So it had to have happened like there and then. One of his eyeballs apparently had been split in mm. two. Ugh. With the ferocity of the attack, and obviously while he was asleep. Great. So that's what happened. That's the murder. Now we know straight away from that that also Lizzie, her testimony was going to be shot full of holes because there's the whole thing about you know the boots straight away. That's a lie. Yeah. So why would she lie at all, or why would she? That's a very specific thing to remember. It is a bit taking old, off boots it? and putting on slippers when you, she didn't actually do that. So that's an interesting contradiction. And then Maggie, who stood to gain nothing other than possible unemployment, yep. 
she said she heard Lizzie laughing from upstairs, and Lizzie said that she wasn't upstairs. So there's already a contradiction there. There's a contradiction about the boots. So straight away, she is, uh, you know, would fall under suspicion. What was the sort of general? Do you know what the general feeling in the family was leading up to this? And was was there any sort of disagreements? Or I mean, it just seems weird to have come straight right out of the blue that she would just massacre these two people. There were arguments between the sisters. I think the elder sister went away for a period of time, and even when she returned, she stayed at a, a hotel for four days before she moved back into the family home. Right. So it couldn't even be bare to be around the family. So it would seem. And we know that uh, Lizzie was upset with her father because she'd just built a, a roost for the pigeons um, and he didn't like pigeons hanging around because he didn't want the local youth to be hunting for pigeons. So he would take a hatchet to them, interestingly enough. So he would chop the heads who, off for who pigeons Who kept the pigeons? They didn't keep pigeons. He didn't want them around. So... And, but Lizzie built, built a roost for them. Oh, so she just so built a house for them? She built a house to encourage them to hang around. Okay. And, they and her father and he killed, killed them. He kills them. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you bastard. So he so beheaded them with an poetic. axe. It's poetic. It's poetic. It could say it puts Was some... he killed with his own axe? He was killed with an axe. An axe, yeah, okay. All right, fine. It wasn't specified it was the same one, but then... One axe gonna, is no, very much like another. Saying he, you know, she, it's highly likely she may have got the idea from. Well, it certainly. Um, if she did, it certainly would suggest that someone thought, "Here's a bit of your own medicine." So there was tension in the family because um, Andrew had given a gift to his new wife's sister of a house. Uh, the girls didn't mm. like that. They wanted houses too. I mean, all of them, the girls lived in, in the house with their father and stepmother. Mm. They were adults. But yeah, but, you know, you can't give your your sister-in-law a house and then not give your daughters all a house as well. So tension was brewing. Yeah. So the, the, basically, they the, the house that they used to live in before they lived in the new big house, the girls said, well, give us that house and we rent it out. So they wanted independent mm. income. Mm. What did Andrew do for a job? He was in textiles. He was a miller um, and woolen and woolen cotton, that sort of thing. Okay. But he also made money through banking and property. Clearly. Right. Quite a lot of it. Yeah. So, I mean, the obvious, for an investigation to, uh, the obvious direction that investigation would go would be towards the only person who was apparently in the house. So it would appear that it could be open and shut. And she was giving ri apparently ridiculous uh, statements or conflicting statements. But ultimately, she got off. It just seems, um, I mean, I suppose there's no there's no concrete evidence, basically, is there? So and that's probably the reason. But Yeah, it's never really stopped them. Hanging someone in the past. Oh, yeah, though, sure, it? sure. Yeah. Not enough evidence. There's never been we a need, reason to stop We need a good somebody. Hanging. Yeah, do it. Yeah. And there's a good reason why there wasn't any evidence. Guess what happened next? Police came in, and they didn't check her, Lizzie, <laughs> for any. Uh, they didn't search. They didn't check her for she had blood stains or anything on her. Right, right. Because you know, yeah, it's a messy clothing. crime. Yeah, you you'd think that would have. <laughs> 
I think there might have been a, a blood drop or two yeah. knocking about. But they didn't they didn't check her for blood stains. They they did a very sort of cursory glance around the rooms. Mm-hmm. They didn't look at anything. They admitted even at trial that they didn't do a search because she said she wasn't feeling very well. So they thought, oh well, well that's all right then. Yeah. Everything all right? Yep, two corpses. Everything's fine. I mean, they got criticised for it, obviously, but who who wouldn't? They did find hatchets hatchet heads with a broken handle which they thought might have been the murder weapon because of the frenzied attack it might have broken in the attack um, but they all looked like they hadn't really been used in a while or they might have been made to look like they hadn't been used in a while like covered in dust or whatever. pigeon blood and pigeon blood <laughs> yes that's true yeah yeah but ultimately they tested for like poison and that and they, but they didn't find anything but the fact of the matter is, I think the cause of death was pretty obvious. From the I wonder how big. <laughs> wonder how big she was. Wonder they how find tall a body she with great big gaping wounds <laughs> in it. Oh, check for poison. I wonder what the difference between uh, you know her build and stuff like that, meaning it's physically not impossible, but less likely that a slight, you know, of slight build, yeah, well, could do such an act. Because as you say, it's it's not an easy thing, is mm. it? Not that I've tried. She may have been slight, but the fact of the matter is, I mean, if it was a, if it was a frenzied attack, and um, bearing in mind that both of these people were supposedly asleep. Yes, yeah. they were, yeah. Supposedly they were asleep. Or they'd been knocked out. Uh, the first blow would be the, the main one. You that would be one at least disorientate. Yeah. You'd incapacitate. be absolutely covered yeah. in blood. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. Great no arcs question. of it. I know, yeah. meaning it's not a question of... I mean, it would just be obvious, wouldn't it? Yeah. I yeah. stuck my finger in an electric planer oh, yeah. a while back. Jeez. And it, Why? I was just testing to see if it was sharp. But foolishly, <laughs> it was on. Yeah, that's what you do. And? But of course, I mean, just, I mean there's, there's still spots of blood on the ceiling now. And it's just a great like, yeah. scythe of blood just went across the room. Yeah, I and mean, that's the end of your thing. And that's a single cut, an inch long, in the, yeah. uh, through my finger. I mean, after the four, first four or five... <laughs> axe yeah, blows to the skull. Yep. You'd think there'd probably be quite a lot of blood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be slopping about on the floor. Yeah. It's, it feels greasy when it's that thick on, on wood. And also, mm. does. I'm obviously just making all this up, but of fashions of the time, I would think that it was mainly white cotton, perhaps. Yeah. As opposed to bright, bright red. You oh, know, very, very much it would have kind been. Kind of white. You generally wore, not you generally wore white, but you had a lot of white in your wardrobe, meaning obviously easily, easily showing up. But it would have been, first of all, it would have been a lot of white, plus it was a relatively religious family. So oh, right, white yeah. and purity and chastity. Exactly, and yeah, yeah. Meaning no, they're not going for the crime scene. get away with the arcs of red. No. <laughs> can't quite. Sort of just put on a clean pinafore, can you? No. After and a wipe good axe your, murder. Wipe your face. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm willing to suggest there may have been a spot here or there that might have been incriminated. Anyway, my, I, I'm willing to suggest that she didn't do it without knowing any <laughs> real evidence whatsoever. Just from kind of speculating as to what the scene might be like, meaning, oh, well, that's ridiculous. It'd be absolutely obvious who did it if that was the only person in the house and they'd just been killed? Well, that's it. So, hit, picture the scene. So, two people dead, blood everywhere. Yeah? A frenzied, violent attack on two individuals in two different rooms. Okay? Now, she doesn't seem to know where she is in her statements. 
one, you know, one minute she was uh, in the dining room doing some ironing. Then she said she was upstairs. Then she said she hadn't been upstairs. Then she's reading a magazine. She doesn't know what the hell is happening at any given time. I'm somewhere where I don't know where I am. Sometimes she refused to answer questions at all. So she's giving all, she's either refusing to answer, she's giving contradictory accounts. All of this can be so, defence lawyers would have loved this because because they can, all of it can be like, well, you know, her parents have just been, mm. or her father and step right have just yeah. been murdered. So I can't, well, of course she was all over the, you know, that kind of, they could play that card like easily and without even going towards the, but she's not covered in blood mm. angle. So she was in a kind of mildly disorientated uh, state. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so we get to trial then. Now, the main thing about the trial is that the evidence is all over the place. Not only mm -hmm. is Lizzie's statement, earlier statements and her trial evidence contradictory, so is everybody else's. So first of all is the hatchet. So the hatchet that the police found, or one of the hatchets the police found that they claimed was probably the murder weapon, the one with the broken handle. There was no, uh, that wasn't properly explained or convincingly put forward as, as the murder weapon in, in court. It may mm -hmm. or may not have been one hatchet very much like another, but um, from the evidence of the wounds, it didn't stand up 100%. There's a question of... Evidence of blood? Well... There was no evidence of blood, realistically. What we're looking at is bloody clothing, something to tie someone to the murder scene. Mm. Now, there's no uh, clothing at the scene, and the only mention of bloody clothing was from the maid, Maggie, Bridget Sullivan, uh, who said that she saw Lizzie destroying the dress or tearing it up to use on the fire, slash burning the dress, because she claimed it had wet paint on it, apparently. Um, again, because the evidence didn't exist, it was just a hearsay from Maggie. Then there's the barn question, because it was testified from a visitor to the farm that they saw her in the barn, where she said that she went at about 11 or a few minutes thereafter. So she said that she was in the barn. Now, Maggie, the maid, said that she was upstairs at the time. Right. So, so now, do you trust Maggie's, any yeah. of Maggie's <laughs> evidence? In fact, Maggie, strangely, uh, later on after the acquittal of, of Lizzie, was put forward as a suspect. Right. Well, partly because her evidence was just about as contradictory as Lizzie's was. Sure, yeah. She wasn't in the house, though, was she? She was in the house. She was asked by Lizzie if she wanted to go into town to a oh, yes, sale. Yes. But she said she went for a nap. But if she was having Sorry, a nap, yeah, she yeah. had it whilst two people were being yeah. axe murdered in that yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's quite a big house, but I think you'd... Well, she's either a very, very hear. deep sleeper, and with Lizzie reading a magazine... A silent killer. These, then You're talking about something in the region of 30 blows with an axe have occurred in this house mm. in this in these half an hour time period. And you've got one maid who's having a nap and a, and a daughter who's reading a magazine, neither of whom seem to notice anything. If you're striking someone's this. head with an axe so hard you snap the handle. Yeah. <laughs> Were they next to a busy road and um, <laughs> under the flight path? <laughs> well, uh, no, ah, let's say no. So it was fair to say it was, it was quite a, quiet. It was a big old house, but we're talking about, you know, this is 
over a hundred years ago. This is not like mm. <laughs> thermally insulated. Yes, of course. Yeah, that's you know, the you'd other. You'd hear someone walking wooden, up and down the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, the jury went away for an hour and a half deliberating. And at the end of it, they came back and they found um, uh, not guilty verdict. So it's a jury of her peers. Jury of her peers. I yeah. um, I can... 13 white bearded men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Her peers are the closest approximation. Of. How, how would she prove to be guilty? I mean, she just... Yeah. The, problem, the problem is the evidence at trial and even at the inquest before. There's enough circumstantial evidence to turn her friends against her. There was enough circumstantial evidence to raise suspicion. Uh, completely. And you could you can persuade yourself that she did it. Yes. However, testimony at the trial was so contradictory and completely, confusing yeah. that it would have been impossible. And lack of very serious pieces of uh, evidence. Yes. Forensic. Exactly. I mean, it's but there's one of the things that's been argued is that she was in she may have committed the crime but been in some sort of fugue state. You know, it's What's just a modern that? take on it. When you're sort of, it's like a sleepwalking, essentially, like a day, a day walking. Right. <laughs> sleep kill. When you're, yeah. The old yeah. sleep kill. <laughs> yeah. It's one of, the, it's a, you know, they're, they're talking about a psychological condition. Never heard that Some before. Some children will drive your car to Bournemouth. Yeah. Other children will chop you to pieces. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, without, it's not without foundation now, but in those days that would have been, you know, no, that wouldn't have even been suggested. So she was acquitted. So she was acquitted, yes. What's interesting is that while she was in jail... Oh, yeah. ...awaiting trial... Awaiting, yeah, yeah. ...there was another axe murder... Hang on. ...that happened up the road. Hang on. So five days before the trial, uh, the victim was Bertha Manchester. She was found <laughs> killed in her kitchen. I don't know why I'm laughing at that. And Beheaded? Yet, no. None of them were beheaded. Oh, weren't they? They were just beaten with an axe. Oh, sorry, they I thought they had their heads chopped up. No, I just get excited and say chopped up. Oh, yeah, that's, oh, I got that from you. It's more like minced. Okay. Uh, <laughs> filleted? Filleted. Minced, battered. Why did I have it in my head that they were beheaded? That's your fault, you think that is. You think uh, beheading. That's your fault, saying hacking well, away no. and... During autopsy. They were beheaded. Well, I'll allow that. <laughs> Post-mortem, I mean, they were that's beheaded. That's fine. That's fine. Why did I... You can chop off as many heads as you like. I thought they were, really they were these headless corpses. What? Anyway, one, yeah, like wandering around hollow. the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, okay. They were just chopped a bit. They were just chopped a bit. Yeah. So but, so now there's this other murder, yeah? This murder takes okay. place. So there's high similarities between the, t- the murders of the Bordens and the murder... Uh, of Manchester. Earth of Manchester. Yes. But this uh, this Portuguese immigrant, Jose Carreira de Mayo, he was then convicted of Manchester's murder. But And they said that he wasn't around in Fall River at the time that the Bordens were killed. Or oh, he said he wasn't. Well, it was pro- he, he was proven that he wasn't. Okay. Interesting. 42 enough. blows. Well, it, there were a lot of comparisons <laughs> between this killing of a single individual and the killings in the Borden household. But the murders were so similar. Yeah, it seems a bit that it, there's you know it could be argued similar specific, time specific, style specific. Yeah, I mean, it, it, given everything that we've already discovered about the testimony and the police investigation and everything else, it's quite possible that this other person who was convicted of the other murder either 
a the alibi didn't hold and he was at the Borden household mm -hmm. or being a Portuguese immigrant and not an upstanding member of the Fall River Society and that, that's didn't what he do was. that one either but they needed a name but they needed a or name or they no, didn't need it they wanted it they had someone that they, they could right. reasonably oh, okay. convict okay so what happened I don't know, what after happened? the trial <laughs> so she um, went back home Unfortunately, she was then completely ostracised by Fall River Society because clearly the wider world thought that she They'd was guilty. They'd made their own minds Smoke up. Smoke yep. and fire and all that kind exactly of Exactly right, yeah. Heads and axes. Now, the, uh, the, the, the sisters, they did manage to move up the hill, which I said was the more well-to-do area. Okay. okay. So having You mean the other sisters? No, the, all the sisters. Oh, right, oh, okay. So they carry... Right, okay. So, they were f so she was forgiven by them. Well, yeah. <laughs> she was forgiven by them, or it benefited them to show stoicism in the face of of, uh, of society, and so that they believed it. And did, ultimately, they inherit 300,000 equivalent? They inherited the full estate. Mm -hmm. There was an argument with the family of the stepmother, Abby, because it, because it was shown that she died first, her estate would have gone to her husband, yes. and not the other way around. That's an interesting argument, isn't it? So if it'd been, if he died first, she would have inherited right. his estate before being killed. But then, but then she her wouldn't would have. have yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's interesting, their isn't fortune. it? Yeah, God, that, would, that would have been an awkward slip up in your. That mind, would have been. Oh, God's sake! Why didn't you I? You get nothing. Yeah. I mean, because of the order that you... Yeah. That's thats quite... That's interesting, that, isn't it? Yeah. I must remember that. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> killed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would have been held up in this. She would have been killed, and then she would have... Well, presumably, even if she didn't have a will, it would have gone to... Yeah, it would go to spouse. Whoever's yeah. fam... Yeah, right. It would have gone yeah, first yeah. to spouse and then to children, but it would have gone the other way. It I would have gone nowhere near the sisters, basically. Nowhere near the sisters. But, I mean, Abby's family, they did get a substantial payout. It was a, it was, okay. They did settle. Yeah, they yeah. made claim and it was settled. But they, they weren't any poorer off. They moved up the hill to the more affluent part right. of town. Okay. So they were yeah, yeah. better off than ever. And um, when Lizzie ultimately died in uh, 1927 from pneumonia, she was still worth what in today's money would be $5 million. Wow. Because if they shared what I think you said was equivalent to what eight and a half million, yep. between them, they and she died yeah. with five million, and she she did all right for herself, yes, with her share. Oh yeah, very much. I mean, they still had, not as well as the cash. They had all the property investments and everything of course, as well. Yeah. yeah. So she was born in eighteen sixty. So she would have died at sixty-seven, or thereabouts. Never married. Never married. Uh, never will. No. So, that's the aftermath of what happened in the story of Lizzie Borden, but it's not the end of the story because... Hang on. <laughs> there's I thought I was just packing up. I've started the car. <laughs> so, there's been speculation about who did it. Maggie's been in the frame, we know. There's um, a possible illegitimate son of Andrew. Oh, right. Might have done it. I don't understand why he would have done, but anyway, yes, carry on. Yeah, and apparently nobody noticed him. <laughs> what, his existence? His existence. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you'd have thought that he would have got a share 
Yeah. Not if it's illegitimate. No. So, yeah, there'd be no reason. There'd be no motive. Yeah. There's been the suggestion that the two women, Lizzie and Maggie the maid, were in it in on it together because mm-hmm. of a supposed lesbian relationship. Oh, All right. No evidence of that. No evidence. All speculation. Obviously, um, this captured people's imagination because there's been not just nursery rhymes or folk rhymes or whatever you want to call yes. them. There's been books, there's been TV, there's been films. Mm. More, you know, documentaries. Many, many documentaries. Uh, ghost hunts. Mm. There's been all sorts of activity going on since then. I mean, we're over 100 years now, and we're still talking about it. We are. Okay, so there's been film, songs, TV, radio. There was a musical in 1952. Lizzie Borden was the subject of an episode of Alfred Hitchcock Presents in 1956. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. In all the film and TV, um, she's been played by loads and loads of people, including, and surprisingly to me, um, Elizabeth Montgomery from Bewitched. Oh, really? And also... So uh, she played... Wow. And, That's hang good. on, hats, Christina Ricci oh, yeah, yeah. has played her. She's got an element of... Uh, <laughs> miss, miss, I'm, I'm just thinking of the Adams family. <laughs> an element of mystery. <laughs> Um, there's uh, a song by hard rock band Flotsam and Jetsam called <laughs> She Took an Axe. That's from 1986. Right. And Amanda Palmer in 2012 did a song called uh, Ukulele Anthem. That references Lizzie Borden in it as well. Um, she's appeared uh, on the jury in the Treehouse of Horror from The Simpsons. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she... Was most recently, I think, um, Lizzie Borden, Zombie Hunter. Now that's right up my street. Uh, in which apparently her, her mother, her stepmother, and father had to be hacked to death with an axe because oh, they were zombies. Because they were the zombies, dead. right? Okay. So. Nice. Well, not that nice. <laughs> it's not that nice, but it's, it's interesting, though, isn't interesting. it? It's classic. Um, the equation is intrigue multiplied by. Um, a hundred plus years ago, yeah, um, equates to a you know, a good D plus time, yeah, equals news, nursery rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's good. I know it's not good, it's interesting, it's fascinating, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, okay, that's everything I've got, Rue. Oh, I thought she, I hoped she was going to run off with the maid, yeah, <laughs> it's always that's... good to have a good romance. Well, there's always room for another film. That's all for this time. If you want to know more about what we've discussed over the course of the episode, just Google it or something. You can see daily true crime updates on our Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, or you can support the show with a PayPal donation. And links to all of those are on our website, truecrimediary.co.uk. Join us next time when we will be similarly discussing and digressing on another event in true crime history. Until then, my thanks to Jed and Rue. My name's Mark, and we'll see you on the next date in our True Crime Diary.